Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Rungren Radio. Tonight we have choir night number two. If you did not hear the first one, you missed out. If you did, it was awesome. That's why we're doing a second one. We have three callers minimum tonight. We have the gal we've been chasing, Isabel, from the Keswick Choir, as well as Leah, who wrote a blog about that experience that you have probably read. And we also have George Herzl, who will be in the upcoming Todd Healing Tours, which is being deemed officially the last ride because that will be the end of that tour and those album shows. And you better catch them if you had not seen them or if you want to see it again. This is it. Five shows. They start this month, March 25th, 25 days cruising out. Can you believe it? It certainly is. Well, I guess it's technically 24 days from now. We'll be in Hartford, Connecticut at the building. How about that? So I hope you guys are, if you haven't bought your tickets, there's still plenty of tickets left. And uh, come see us, please. Yeah, then we go to Boston, Red Bank, New Jersey, Toledo, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Sons of 1984 is the website. Todd Healing Tour, last chance to see album shows of this magnitude. So be there, be square. All right, let's uh, move on. We've got... Real quick message, let's discuss Akron for a minute. We announced last week we will not be doing the Akron, Ohio birthday bash again due to a scheduling conflict that happened uh, with the summer tour that Todd's doing. You can get information on that tour at trconnection.com on the concert and tour information page. After we made this announcement, uh, we realized that Todd has some very passionate fans, (laughs) and they were very passionate about these shows. It was quite humbling for Mel and I to see how important they were to people. We're glad we got to do them, and we'll just say this: it's not uh, it's not looking good for anything to happen. As we said, this is, has nothing to do with March and April. We are racking our brains trying to see if we can come up with something that would work, but I wouldn't count on that. Uh, as of now, it's still off. If you want to hold on to your room for a couple of weeks, you might as well. But um, we will let you know when we're definitive. Absolutely no way. And we're pretty much there, like we announced last week. But we're thinking, we're trying, coming up with something. Racking our brains. Anyway, uh, you got anything on that, Cruiser Mel? Um, I just was adding that we, we really are racking our brains, just trying to think of something that we could do. Um, but uh, it's been very difficult so far. Yes, frustrating. We're not, we're not waving the white flag just yet, but we're reaching for it. <laughs> yeah. We like to be problem solvers, solution creators, and we're not uh, we're running up against walls. All right, so moving on. 
Todd is also doing a musician survival camp. I'm sure you've heard about it. That's June 20th through the 24th. The information is on his website, tr-i.com. So you might want to go check that out if you're interested in camping out in the lovely New York area. Catskills, is that what it's called? Is that the Catskills? I was just going to say that. Yep, very nice. Uh, I forgot to mention, too, with our Todd Healing Tour, we have some parties already lined up. We've got Black Eyed Sally's for a fan party at Hartford, Connecticut. That will be prior to the to the uh, concert there on the 25th. That's our first concert. Every seat in that venue, by the way, is no more uh, than 75 feet from the stage. It's so a beautiful on, thing. You want to be close? You can be close. Boston, we have a party that's actually on a Saturday before the concert. That's March 26th. That's at a venue called Church. That will include... Two Todd Rundgren Utopia tribute bands, Hermit of Mink Halloween, and uh, Road to Utopia, Gary Backstrom's band. John Pohita is the Hermits of Mink Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, and that's tickets only, are for sale right now only, on our website. Yeah, 15 bucks. I mean, that's a steal to see two bands and Chasm Sultan. Yes, Chasm will be jumping on stage and doing some songs with those bands. Utopia, most likely, he'll be singing. You can get those, um, just go to our events page on rungunradio.com, and there'll be uh, information on it there, and it'll take you to the site if you need tickets. And that is going to be a blast. As a matter of fact, Chasm may be checking in with us tonight to talk about that a little bit, so we may have a little surprise. And yay. And uh, people are... Wearing me out in the chat room. I sent an email out, people, about the Boston tickets. We don't know when they're going to be mailed. We don't have them yet. So uh, everything else should be out the door. Boston, I don't know what the deal is. We've been asking. We're not getting answers, so I don't know. As soon as we get them, we'll get them out the door, and we'll email you and let you know. So uh, don't worry. We'll get them way before the 27th. sooner the better. That is for sure. I like to get that duty over with. Yeah. Um, so we got a party uh, we got, off. We got, we got huh? something new to announce, too. That. About something going on in Toledo on the day of the Toledo show. Well, we're not ready for that yet, though, Cruiser Mail. You're why, why not? too early. We have mean? a party in Red Bank, New Jersey, that Mark Colorossi would like for us to announce. Okay, what's the deets on that? That's what I was hoping, <laughs> that's what I was hoping you would know. I don't um, know. I have uh, no uh, idea. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, either way, there's going to be a, meet, a pre-show meet-up. Probably at a bar or restaurant, I would assume. Yeah, in Red Bank. So uh, they did a good job with the party for the Utopia deal. So I'm not seeing it on his Facebook page. So uh, sorry, Mark. We got plenty of time though. If you're on Facebook, you'll find it. Mark Colorossi. If he comes into the, there, he is. Chat room. Mark, where is it? Let us know. All right. Now, what Cruiser Mel was alluding to, a bit early. No problem. She has the right to do that if she wants. We are going to do the album CD release party for Reproduction, Todd's newest CD. We will have the first copies of that bad boy outside of the students that were there, I'm sure. And then I think it's not even going to be available until the summer. That's we'll true. have it March 30th. We'll have it for you at 1 o'clock p.m. Todd Rundgren will be present. He will be signing those most likely. It's probably what we're going to set up is uh, buy a CD, get it signed by Todd, get to say hello to Mr. Rundgren. And that is going to be at 1 p.m. at the record store that Cruiser Mail loves to say, give it to us. 
Ramalama Records. <laughs> there you right go. There about in five Felipe. miles from the hotel, the yeah. uh, Group Rate Hotel, the Hilton. Uh, if you're staying there, which means it's about six miles probably from the venue. Ramalama Records, 1 p.m. Thanks to Ted Moon for hooking that up, finding a place for us. He went and actually physically checked them out, and that's the one that he liked, and that's the one we liked. So that's where it will be. And um, right, well, and we the probably big need to deal start here. some kind of. Well, we do have an event page on Facebook, so sign up if you're on Facebook because we need to kind of get an idea how many people are going to be there. If you don't recall, Todd did a autograph signing deal um, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame during a Watts. And it was the largest crowd they ever had. Beat Kiss, as a matter of fact, we were told. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? Well, the key the key here is that these CDs will be available there at the launch party, but then again, they won't be available again until summertime. That's what we're being told. One shot. Yes. So if you want to so, get a copy of that early, you've got to come to Toledo, Toledo. to Ramalama Records. Yep. Okay, the place in Red Bank is called the Downtown. It's on 10 West Front Street, 5 to 7 o'clock. That's the pre-show meetup for Red Bank, New Jersey gig. Right, so right. we got reserved seats for the concert, so no worries. You don't need to go stand in line like at Utopia. It's about five miles from the hotel, that Ramalama Records. That's a little less than five according to MapQuest. All right. Excellent. We've got... Flyers available if you want to volunteer to help us out. We need to spread the good word that Todd's going to be doing the Todd Healing Tour, The Last Ride. This show is fantastic, and it is. we have these gorgeous flyers that Mark Colarossi, as a matter of fact, made for us, and we're having them printed. We have um, somebody printing those for us, and I'll mention his name if he is okay with it. And uh, just email me, Doug at RungrenRadio.com, and I'll forward you his address and you can decide at that point if you want to help us he will send those to you and you can put them up and we would greatly appreciate that if you would do it and that reminded me of something cruiser mail that i cannot recall flyers Uh, flyers posters street team thank you to all of our street team people that are getting out there and helping us with this we we really do appreciate your help so much it's hard when you're not local to these areas to know you know, where to advertise, you know, what's the best local paper or alternative paper or record stores to hang flyers up in. So we do appreciate your help, guys. Thank you so much. There you go. It's not easy work either. Uh, all right, so we've got a couple more, and then we'll take a call here. We've got Live from Daryl's. Uh, we'll be on March 15th, Live from Daryl's house. That'll be Todd and Daryl from Todd's house. And then in two weeks, we have Michelle Rundgren and Rachel Culp on to discuss the costumes of the Todd Healing Show. And also, I know what I was going to tell you. At the Red Bank concert, Moogie, Kevin Elman, and John Siegler are planning on being there. So if you love the Utopia gigs in New York, then you might get to see those guys come hang out and uh, see Healing. It'll be great for Moogie to see the Healing Show. Excellent. All right, I think we got Kazem Sultan on the line. Mr. Kazem, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? We're good. Good. How you doing? Hi, Mel. Hi, Doug. Uh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm a little a little tired. I had a very long uh, week. Um, I just finished doing three shows with a bunch of really great musicians. Yeah, we uh, talked to cool 
Did yeah, they go it well? Was a, it, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Um, we we only rehearsed for two days, and I had never played with these guys before. And it was uh, it's a it's a Beatles it was a Beatles tribute thing uh, that I did, and uh, it was um, uh, a bunch of guys who were very very popular in the prog rock realm. Uh, Mike Portnoy from a band called Dream Theater. Uh, Neil Morse, keyboard player, was from a band called Spock's Beard. And uh, Paul Gilbert from a band called Mr. Big and his own solo stuff. And, uh, boy, I just had a great, 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 great time. Can't, can't talk highly enough about those guys. It was great. Awesome. Well, some people yeah. are a little disappointed, though, that you weren't playing your guitar left-handed. Um, I tried it, and it, it wasn't working for me. <laughs> no so, strings on the other side, I guess. No, yeah. I, no I couldn't. I, I really couldn't get it together in time. It was hard enough learning 40 Beatles songs in two days. Yeah, there's uh, um, four, yeah it was 38, 38 Beatles songs. Well, you wow. can tell my voice My voice is a little shot from singing Helter Skelter for three <laughs> nights. Um, we and. <clears throat> yeah, so but I'm looking forward to the uh to the shows coming up. They're gonna be great. Yeah, well Yeah, they uh, are they're gonna they're gonna be a lot of fun. Yep, we love them. Well tell us about the um give us some inside scoop. You know, what's the what's the deal with the Boston party? I know you're gonna uh, play with a couple of the tribute bands, you're gonna tell us what you're gonna play or you're gonna surprise us. What's the deal? Well I'd I'd rather it be a surprise actually. Um but I, I have to tell you, I don't plan on playing with both bands. I only, I'm, I'm only planning on playing with one of the bands, the, the band who contacted me first, whoever oh. that was. I don't even know who that was. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it would be. Um, I, I think it would be a little cheesy for me to play with both bands. So, uh, huh. so I just took the first one that came along and said I'd do two songs with them. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I, I, I feel bad because the the other band, the second band, whoever the second band is, didn't contact mm-hmm. me in time. But uh, I got my work cut out for me. I mean, we haven't done this show in uh, uh, since September of last year, so uh, I you know I I, I have uh, only about two and a half weeks to brush up on all the uh, uh, on all the Todd healing stuff, and uh, I need a little break to be perfectly honest with you. You know, <laughs> you got about three weeks playing with that other band, I, though. Yeah, I got three weeks, but it's going to take me three weeks to remember everything in that silly show. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's we this about? Wait a second. What's what's this about discussing the cost of the costumes? What's up with that? No, no, not the cost of them. The making oh, of them. Oh, 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 oh! I thought I, for some reason I thought you said. We're, have, we're having Rachel and uh, and um, and Michelle on to discuss the cost of the costumes. <laughs> it's like, wow. No. No. We can if they want, but not the plan. <laughs> no, um, those were those are great. I, I, I'm looking forward to to putting those costumes on again. Actually, all right, Good. awesome. We're looking that, forward to that, seeing them, seeing you play. Well, that, hey, hang on one second for me if you don't mind, Kaz. I know your voice coming. Not out. at all. Is this uh, Isabel or Leah? Uh, Leah's here. Us? Who is this? I'm here. Leah? Which one is this? Leah? Hey, Leah. Hi, Leah. Leah. Yeah. Hi. Kazem, Leah is one of the girls that played uh, on stage with you guys for Healing in, at the Keswick. She yeah. was, uh, that was that was the younger choir, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, for high, high schoolers. Yeah, you guys were totally into it. 
it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Yeah. Now, are you going to do the uh, the Red Bank show with us? No, that's the uh, Morristown. Oh, that's oh okay. That's the Morristown group. Oh, excellent. Okay. New York. New All right. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot. Of, we had a lot of fun with you guys. You were one of the be- You were one of the better choirs on the gigs. Uh, oh, well, thank I you. Think there, there wasn't any. There wasn't any choir that. Before I get myself in trouble, there wasn't any <laughs> yeah. choir that was bad. None of them were bad, but but there were a couple that were better than others, and you were one of the ones that was better. Yeah. Yeah, you sound that like that was you, also like when they did the filming. Excuse me. That was also when they did the filming. So then, um, a couple months after the concert or whenever it was, I got to watch it on pay per view with my parents. And what did and you, that was pretty what did cool you think of what did you think of your performance? I thought we did really good, and it was crazy to just see everything all put together, the lights and Todd and all the guys that uh-huh. were to hear us, and to see the audience because I know they really enjoyed the show. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you got a chance to do that. Was that the first time you did anything like that? My first concert singing backup, yes. Oh, cool. How great is that? Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. And a great thing to put on my resume, too. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a great thing to put on your resume. I put it on my yeah. resume. Yeah. <laughs> it, went, it went right on mine. Cool. And then everyone there was just so nice, and I really hope that we get the opportunity to perform again with him someday. Now I remember you guys. You guys were were, were up in the uh, in the dressing room, sitting around and all giggly and uh, uh, and uh, you know cackling like a bunch of little schoolgirls. So, oh yeah, that was uh, awesome. And I was I was filming you for uh, for my backstage passes videos, which I have yet to post. Oh okay. By the time by the time I post them, you'll have grandchildren. <laughs> Kazim, you know, back be of us so laughing and everything. Yeah, Kazim, you got to get those on YouTube, man. I have so much stuff. I have so much stuff. You know, I have all the stuff from uh, the rehearsals for Awats. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I've, that I've yet to uh, I've yet to disseminate. So well, I, have to, I have to. I know, Mel. I know. You know, it's like I just got to get two seconds. It's not like I don't have anything else to do. You know. Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, Isabel, are you on the line with us too? Yes, here I am. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hi, Isabel. Hey. Hi, Isabel. Hi. Hey, thanks, thanks for being a, thanks for being in the choir for us. That was really. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. It was. Yeah. I, it was really one of the best experiences I've ever had in like just concerts, you know, because I haven't. Uh-huh. That was really my first time singing live for an actual famous person. You mean Kev? What? You mean me, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, but it was like, it was just the the whole thing of, it was just adrenaline and excitement, and it was really just, it was an awesome, it was just awesome. Well, I hope we get to do it again one day with you guys because you guys, like I, I told, um, who's the, what's the first girl's name? I'm sorry. Leah. 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 Like I told Leah, you guys were one of the better choirs that we had on that tour. So Thanks. You should, you should be very proud of yourselves. <laughs> Thank you. How about how about that Dirk? Huh? How about the choir the master, Dirk? Oh, oh, oh Dirk! Oh my God, you were so we loved fun. Dirk. <laughs> yeah, we, we loved Dirk so much. He, 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 he came into our school 
for like how long was the rehearsal? Is he? It was a couple hours. Our rehearsal right? was really it was about maybe four hours or something like yeah. that. Wow. It was a, yeah, but the first time we met him, we were like, well, hmm, this guy is interesting. But then when we got to know him and stuff, it was, he was just one yeah. of the coolest directors we've ever had. He's a total I rock kind star. Of afraid, yeah, I was kind of afraid to meet him because I thought he would be, like, really strict and really, really serious. But uh-huh. we had so yeah. much fun, but we got everything done. and he was like, Actually, really I have cool to, to admit, to when, I heard, when I heard he was coming, I thought it was going to be Todd, like, himself coming. You thought it was going to be Todd coming under a false name, right? Yeah. Like, in disguise. <laughs> like, he just put Michael Jackson outfit or something like that, you know, with one yeah. glove on. And, yeah, okay. well, that would be great if we could get him to do something like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, acapella, you had that chance one time, buddy. Oh, please, yeah, we certainly did, yeah. All right, well, so, hey, Cass, have you got one minute? I want you to hear something. All right, Izzy, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. Oh, boy. Kazim, when you hear the, you'll hear a solo singer outside of Todd in this clip. It's a one-minute clip from the song Shine, and that okay. is our guest here, Isabel. And, of course, okay. Liz, in this, because this, uh, this is from the Keswick Show. All right, check this out. This is unbelievable. Okay.
So, Leah, Isabel, we're glad to have you on. I've been chasing you all for a while. Very excited about having you on. So excited. So, um, because as a matter of fact, you know, the video, the clip I just played, it's one of the few chances people had to really recognize that somebody was doing that, uh, you know, adding a different element to that song. And and you actually did that a couple of times. And, um, you know, the video caught it very well. (laughs) Thank you. It was fun. That was, I think, our favorite song to sing as a group. Shine? Yeah. Yeah, that ended up being because, the, probably the, uh, especially the first night we did the show, it was the the biggest, um, you know, crowd reaction, I would say. It was just fun. People got up and got into it. Dirk, of course, got into it with his dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. And, um, I loved looking out as we were singing that song because I feel like that was the song where the audience really, really came alive and really got into the entire concert. And everyone exactly. was up on their feet and dancing and everything. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. His fans are so cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, yeah. let me uh, ask a couple questions. And, Isabel, you're back with us. I know she had dropped off there for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Not a problem. Leah, you said <laughs> in your, you have a um, a blog, Singy Dancy. Yes, Acting. Right? Yeah. Yes. You also call yourself a future Tony winner? I hope to be, yes. Awesome. But you said in there that it was the most fun you've ever had on stage. It was a, oh, yeah. an experience like no other. But I know you've done you've had to have done a lot of stuff on stage before, right? Oh yeah. I've been doing plays for gosh, maybe seven years now. And now we're actually and Izzy and I are skipping out on part of our rehearsal for the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> and I know that, yeah, it's crazy to be doing that as a high schooler. And I really have gotten a lot of great opportunities. But this one is so crazy. And I'm really glad that we were just given the opportunity. Well, what what part are you playing in the Phantom? I'm Meg Giri, which is um, the lead character's best friend. So I get to do some point work and I get to sing. And Izzy acts um, which is pretty cool. Izzy's what? Is he plays my mom in the show? Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were supposed to be at rehearsal right now? Yeah. Well, our director let us take a break for a couple minutes and talk to you all. Oh, very Thank cool. Thank you so much. All right, we'll we'll get we'll have to get down to business and make this quick. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, you were, I know you, would, you also. Um, well, you you just commented about that earlier, though. But you were talking about the energy from the audience, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys help contribute to giving us some of that energy, I think. No doubt about I it. I hope so. Yeah. Well, well uh, you've got to watch the video. What did y'all think about the video? I thought it was really cool. I mean, just yep. to see, like, how, and I know I said this before, but how everything pieced together. Because when we first came into the Keswick Theater where we performed, we got to rehearse with Dirk for a little bit. And then we had some downtime, so we got to see the couple of us that did stay to watch Todd perform and rehearse. And at first I'm like, oh, my gosh, are we really going to be able to keep up with the band and everything? But then I know, and, like, we were really nervous, I'm sure, going on. But then seeing the video, I could just tell that, like, everyone in the choir, we were having so much fun. And just to see that, because it's not very often that I actually get to watch myself perform. So then mm-hmm. I can like I know that I was having a really great time. <laughs> it looked like you were having fun, that's for sure. So yeah. were your parents impressed? I mean, I know that you know most high school folks probably don't know who Todd is, but your parents probably did. Were they excited about you performing with Todd? Oh, yeah. I remember when we got because we had to have a permission slip to 
um, take the trip. And I told my parents about how I was going to audition for this. And my dad was like, wait, Todd Rundgren? And I'm like, yeah, dad, Todd Rundgren. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And then he was freaking out, and my mom was freaking out because they love his music and have listened to him I don't even know how long. So they were really excited. And then my dad works with a guy who used to be a radio DJ, so he brought some old Todd Rundgren records and had him sign them after the show. So, okay. like, a lot of people I know are big fans of him. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Izzy. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> or, uh, you're getting famous. You hit the, the All-State Senior Women's Chorus. It's a big yeah, deal. That's, yeah, it is a big deal. But, like, um, last year I did the – junior chorus which was kind of it's kind of like the smaller version of the senior chorus <laughs> but um yeah we're just going to go down to baltimore and we stay there for a weekend in a hotel and we have all these rehearsals and you get to meet all these new people and then we have a big concert on sunday evening in the auditorium and all our parents come and all the guests come and they just enjoy the show, and it's it's really fun. Last year, last year's experience was really cool, so hopefully this year's will be even better. What kind of music do y'all do? Um, very different like genres. The directors try and choose music that is like entertaining and like will keep our attention because you know teenagers like attention spans are not very long, and so we try and like do um. We have a tribal piece that we're doing. It's actually like Brazilian, and then we also have. Uh, Russian piece, and then we have English, and just a bunch of things that uh, you you feel lucky to do because like you don't get that much experience in like high school choir, you know, in like show choir you're doing things like Greece and stuff like that, and then stuff like this you get to do all this cool stuff and like instrumentation with like your hands and like it's just it's really fun. Wow, big time! So are yeah. you going to be a future Tony winner as well? Well, I wouldn't say Tony. Maybe I don't know. Leah's the Tony girl. I would be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll. Maybe me and Leah will be at the Tony Awards one day. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. All right. Totally. I may be. I may be dating you a little bit here because I don't know how long ago, but it looks like it was a few years ago. Well, tell us a little bit about the deal where you got to do the Star Spangled Banner. You won that. I think it was a contest, right? On the on um, a, uh, which... it's on video online. Hmm. Oh, for um, yourforestate.com? Yeah. Well, actually, I did not win that competition, but um, that was, that was, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was just a little um, competition that, like, um, the students around the county did, and we got to the um, four state headquarters, and they videotaped us on TV, and obviously, like you said, it's on the internet and stuff, and Ironically enough, my friend today in class just decided to randomly Google me, and she found that video, and she played it for the class, and it was really embarrassing because, I don't know, I'm I'm my toughest critic. I don't like to watch myself sing in videos. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of a pet peeve. Yeah, well, you and Chasm Sultan would get along fine then if you're on his album because he's the same way. Yeah, I got a question from the uh, from the chat room that I think is a very valid question, and this is for both of you guys from Pat Moreno. She wants to know: Have either of you guys ever tried out for American Idol? Um, no, we haven't actually. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I, I think we're actually too young at the moment to do that. But I did ah. consider it when I was younger. I, I, I was fifteen. 
Yeah, you got to be the 15, weird thing, I think. Yeah. Like, the weird thing is I never, like, it may sound really bad, but I don't I don't want to do American Idol because I don't like how it's getting so showy, you know? It's becoming more of an entertainment thing than actually showing, like, who is talented. And, like, they do exploit people sometimes. And it's just, I love American Idol as much as the next guy, but, I mean, it's just kind of like, mm, I'm iffy about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we understand and- that. And for me, like, I think I'm more all about, like, the journey that I'm going to take to get to where I want to be in life. And I think that, not to say that, like, putting down American Idol, I love American Idol, but I want my journey to be more exciting and not just, oh, you're next ticket to Hollywood and there you go and you're all set. I want more of a challenge, I think. Hmm. Wow. Wow. You girls are pretty smart for your age. You're less than 15 years old, huh? We are 15. Yeah. <laughs> You're 15. Well, you know, you the yeah, this experience, you know, at this age to do something like what you did with the Todd Healing show is is phenomenal. Not to mention, you know, all the other experiences you're getting. Phantom of the Opera. This is you girls got it going on. Thank <laughs> you. Yep, you you both, of course, you know, very attractive girls, and you're smart, and you can sing, and you can. I guess you can act as well. Life yeah. is good. Yeah, so very talented. You guys, uh, when Chasm was directing the interview, which, by the way, he did a great job. Um, he, You guys spoke just a short while about working with Dirk, but I was wondering, were you guys sent the sheet music or whatever it's called um, ahead of time in order to practice there at uh, the Barbara Ingram School, and then Dirk came in, or how did, how did that work? It was more of a thing like... Um our teacher got an email from Dirk, and then he, I think our teacher asked for the music. And mm-hmm. then we got the music ahead of time, and it was about mm, a couple weeks, maybe two or three weeks. And then we got to go over it and stuff and just familiarize ourselves with the music so we're not, like, going into a dark room and we don't know what we're doing. And so um, then Dirk came, and he kind of nitpicked at things just to make things really good and um, make things perfect. So, and like we said, that rehearsal was pretty long and grueling, but it was it was really fun because we got to like meet Dirk and we got to have a good time with each other and just get closer as friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Did you guys ever you... listen to the record before you sang it? Um, I did. You did. I. I downloaded all the songs on my iPod and I listened to them just to get a feel of <laughs> how it sounded back then and everything. Well, not back then, like it was such a long time ago, but to it get was. a better feel for the music. Yeah, it was a pretty I good while my ago. Dad right? had the CD. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, what, like 1980s, right? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all probably go to 80s parties. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been to an 80s party, but that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's we'll come on, and then we'll have you guys come and have Todd come. Super. And yeah. Well, now did you get to see music. Todd before uh, during, you know, during practice, or was the first time you saw him was when he came on stage and y'all were about to sing with him? Yeah, yeah. Like we um, we were in our dressing rooms and we were just hanging out and stuff, and then we were told we could actually come down and watch the the sound check just to kind of see what was mm-hmm. to be expected in the show and. Um, we watched it, and people were like, wait, is that him? Wait, 
is is that him? Yeah. <laughs> and we saw him, and we're like, oh my gosh, he's so good. And like, we were like, oh, that's so good. And it was like, it was as if we were seeing like a living legend, you know? It was exciting, and we were sitting like front row and like watching the sound check and stuff, and so it was cool. <laughs> Well, what was it like after the show? I know that he usually would stick around and, and talk to the uh, choir. How was that? Was that fun? Oh, my gosh. I think we all felt like celebrities. <laughs> because, because afterwards, like, we went back into the little room where we ate lunch, and we all got Todd's autograph, and I actually still have my program hanging in my room. I don't know. <laughs> and, um, and then we had to jump on the bus and get back home. And so you know how, like, the fans stand outside the backstage door? Sure. Mm-hmm. We were, they were, there were, like, a bunch of fans standing back there, and we all walked out, and they're all like, woo, go choir, go choir. And it was just really cool, and it felt like, it felt like you know, everything paid off, and it, you just feel good that the audience enjoyed it, and you could definitely see it. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys were great. I mean, and the fans did love you. The the, the um, VOD, the video on demand has been very popular. The show went over very well. It was just so much fun. So good <laughs> to have you all there. We're glad you got to participate and that you enjoyed it so much. We heard so. Y'all got to meet Todd's wife. I'm sure she's great. Oh, oh yeah, she, she was, was awesome. so nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was kind of running the show a little bit back there with those. What do you think about those crazy outfits they had on? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, I oh. love those. <laughs> Those were so, so cool. funny. <laughs> I was I walked past one of the guys' dressing rooms and I saw those like I saw he was wearing um I don't remember his name. He was the one who played the keyboard. I don't know what his name was. But Craig um, Hawk? Craig? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of the, saw, have you ever heard of the cars? The band The Cars? No, I haven't. Is is oh, that his boy, name? we're old. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard the song um just what I needed, or best friend's girl, or shake it up. Any of that familiar? I think I th- I think I have. All right, very good. Well, he's in the band, the Cars. You'll 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 figure him out one day, I'm sure. Anyway, what did you do? <laughs> well, I was walking past um, like the dressing rooms because ours were on. Um, we had to go up a couple flights of stairs to get to ours, and um, the door was open, and it walks past, and I see these crazy colors in the corner of my eye, and I do a double take, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> and it was just so cool, and I was just like, wow, this is this is awesome. I was, that's when I got really excited to get on stage and just do everything that we practiced and just have a really good time. Yeah, have you ever heard of... Meatloaf? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The 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 bass player that you were just talking to a while ago toured with Meatloaf for decades as the bass player and is on the album Bad Out of Hell. Wow. How about that? Oh, yeah, that's right. I so did hear Have you ever heard the song She's a Beauty by the Tube? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the drummer was on that song. Oh, Good my stuff. God. Good so stuff. Y'all played some famous people. You're going to... You're gonna, you're gonna figure that it's out. It's so how, crazy how that we got to perform with these people that have done so much. It's so crazy. I know, and the the unfortunate thing was, I think I didn't realize that like just how famous these people were until after the performance. You know, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe then, like, I wouldn't have passed out on stage or something. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah. it was just, it was just, um, like. 
I researched and like I did my homework and I researched on these people and and um their songs and I went home and listened to a whole like Todd playlist and I was like, Wow, I can't believe I just did that. That was awesome. How do you well, now that y'all do you still listen to that, Todd Rundgren so, music? Yeah. He, actually, yeah, it was I have like a YouTube account and with a YouTube account you can make like a little playlist on your channel or whatever or not on your channel, on your like just in your little folder and I made a Todd Rundgren playlist and like every time I do homework or whatever I listen to his songs because I don't know I like doing homework to his songs and stuff so real good That's right cool. we, don't, we don't want to get you in trouble with Kyle Kyle Weary of course your teacher I assume he's helping you out with this uh Phantom of the Opera right yes he's our music, music director, director yeah all right well sing us a little Phantom right quick before you before we before we get rid of it can you Give us a little bit of action. Hmm, Leah, um, what should we sing? Uh, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of a good one. Think of me. Leah, Leah, Leah can sing um, her her Angel of Music. That's her favorite song. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cool. I'll sing part of it. All right. has you been hiding you were I only wish I knew your secrets, who was this new to tell? I something. That is awesome. I've seen that many times. I love that. That's beautiful. You're going to be a Tony winner, I can tell. Definitely. I know. Is you going to throw us a song there? You got anything for us? Um, hmm. A phantom song? You have to be a Tony one. Oh, right. Um, let's see. Those who speak of what they know find too late that prudent silence is wise. Joseph Bouquet, hold your tongue. He will burn you with the heat of his eyes. That is awesome. Again. Oh, my gosh. Woo! <laughs> Love it. Uh, I've got to come see that. Now, when are y'all going to be doing that? I'm going to come over there and watch it. The show is April 8th, 9th, and 10th. Opening night is April 8th. And where is this? The Maryland Theater. Maryland Theater. In Hagerstown, Maryland. Mm-hmm. That's close to Baltimore, right? It's about like an hour. That is Did great. Did you say Hagerstown? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hagerstown. Super. Nice. All right, ladies, we're going to be... We really appreciate you being on. You know, we got to get back to practice, and we um, hope to see you again sometime. I hope y'all can uh, maybe come out to Red Bank, New Jersey. That's probably the closest show to you. Come see this show and get to watch it from the audience. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah, you for thanks. being on. We're very happy to have you on, and thanks again for being at the Kessler Show. We we loved it. Thank you, lady. <laughs> thanks so much. Bye. Good luck, Bye. You guys. Look. All right, everybody, there you go. Leah and Isabel from the Keswick Choir Todd Healing Show, Barbara Ingram School of the Arts Choir. Uh-huh. And they got unbelievable voices, don't they, Cruzermo? Sure do, and we can say we had them on our show. Yeah, before they get too famous, before they're Tony <laughs> winners. That works that better this time with them singing separately than on the last choir show where they would sing together and it would cut one out, whatever. So that works yeah, very well. Yeah, that's true, but... Uh, Man, and I love the Phantom. I love that show. That's going to be something. Can you imagine singing like that and doing that when you're 15 years old? Yeah. That's phenomenal. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so let's move on to a another choir member that's not in high school because they've <laughs> done a lot of work with Todd already the past 20 years or so. George Hertzel, what's happening, man? Hey, how you doing, Doug? Can you hear me? We can. Sure. Okay, good. I want to make sure the quality's good. Oh, uh, Doug and Mel, it's great to be on your show. Thanks for having me tonight. You are coming sure. in clear, loud and clear. Very nice. Thank you. What did yeah. you think about those girls? I was just going to say, wow, wow. And they, they uh, actually they remind me of a lot of uh, people I went to school with when I was in high school and active in choir and drama and all that kind of good stuff. So they're they're wonderful. Uh, I was kind of laughing when they were going through all – when you were kind of quizzing them about all these different uh, acts like meatloaf and all that, and they're just <laughs> kind of <laughs> stumped about that kind of stuff. Where they had to actually do research, maybe to know who they were, but that they don't kind know of, who the cars what, are. That's unbelievable to me. Just yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> not sad because they don't know, but sad because I'm not old. But I mean, maybe when I was their age, uh, not too long ago. Well, no, long enough. And maybe Glenn Miller would have been like I would have when somebody would ask me about the Glenn Miller band or that kind of thing. Maybe I would have had the same reaction. I don't know. But it's very interesting to hear them. Yeah, the bright. They're great, though. They were great. I, I, I'm glad you had them on. It, it really, uh, it's nice to listen to them, and uh, they're sharing the experience because, as you know, uh, I'm really going to be looking forward to uh, going back on the road a little bit here, and uh, this is going to be a completely different experience. Yeah, and you've, have uh, you ever worked with uh, Dark Hillier before? Do you know Dark? No, um, but I think I'm going to enjoy working with him. We're going to take him out for a beer after we see him. Dirk is actually flying in this Saturday, um, which is actually quite early compared, I think, to the other experiences of the other choirs. Um, I believe, as far as I know, Dirk would uh, be rehearsing them really close to the shows. And uh, in our case, there's actually a couple really unique distinctions about our experience, I think, in this situation. Dirk is actually going to be here this Saturday and going to give us a, one of those marathon rehearsals that all the other choir members have been talking about. And it's going to, I think it's really going to give us a, somewhat of an advantage in the sense that we're going to know what he wants at such an early state in our rehearsals. Uh, we've just recently auditioned, uh, last week we picked our our uh, candidates uh, who are going to be part of the vocal ensemble from Hawking College. And so we've been already started rehearsing them really hard, and it's work. It's going great. And Where is this college? It's Hawking College. It's located in southeast Ohio in a uh, town called Nelsonville. It's real close to another city called Athens, where Ohio University re uh, resides. And so... Okay. Nelsonville is very close to uh, the Athens area, and it's a uh, – O'Hocking College is a really unique, very progressive college, um, really cool programs. We've got one of the uh, best nursing schools in the state. Um, there's many other uh, uh, attributes. We have an energy institute that uh, deals with advanced energy and fuel cells and that kind of stuff. We've got uh, hospitality uh, industry, culinary arts, where we even have our own hotel that's run by the students. Um, and I think Dirk might be staying there. I'm not sure. And then uh, we have a natural resources uh, department as well as public and safety. We're teaching people about police science and fire and emergency and all that kind of stuff. 
But um, my department is the uh, School of Music, Hocking College School of Music, which is a very unique and wonderful program. And I'm not just a rah-rah for the college. I love working for the school. I hate getting up in the morning, but I love <laughs> going to work. I really do. I love going to work. This has, like, made the musician um, enjoy getting up early. And uh, I work for a very progressive college. They support wonderful programs that we have. Our, our music program is very unique. We have, uh, we have studios in our, in our building. We are kind of autonomous from the rest of the college in the sense that our building is separate. And we're teaching uh, some really cool things. We're teaching synthesis, voice, piano. Um, we're also getting involved. We, we offer percussion, brass, uh, choir. We also uh, teach people about record label operations. We're teaching them about recording and all entrepreneurship in this business, this crazy business of music. Um, and a lot of our students get hands on the board. For example, working in the studio, the introduction to the studio, they are actually working right away in our program where a lot of other programs, not to diminish them, but a lot of students usually have to wait till maybe the third quarter or even the third year of their college experience before they actually get their hands on so we're really, uh, I'm just very proud of this institution, and they are completely going bonkers about what's happening here with, with Todd Rundgren. And That's awesome. Well, now, do they, are you going to be performing with college students? Is that how it's going to work? Yeah, yeah, yes, I am. Uh, it's, it's a really cool story how it all came about, but basically uh, another distinction where our choir is going to have is actually uh, it's, our choir will be directed, it's called the Hocking College Vocal Ensemble. It will be directed by Megan Cameron, who is actually our choir director in our department. And she uh, directs the Hocking College Singers. She will also be part of this choir, along with uh, my friend Jesse Heatland. He's a brass instructor, voice instructor, teaches songwriting. He's also going to be uh, involved, and he is co-directing, uh, as I am as well. I teach... Uh, computer applications and music, piano, voice, synthesizer, all that kind of uh, geeky, nerdy stuff, too. And um, the point being that we're kind of all co-directing this under, you know, Megan. And it gives us an advantage because Jesse is taking, like, the male singers and working them individually, working them in what we would call choir sectionals, as well as myself, or I'm, I'm kind of more of a coordinator in this whole effort because I kind of got us the gig, but um, the whole thing, it's just unique, I mean, and I'm so excited, and so is everybody else, it's amazing. So how many people are uh, in your particular choir for, this is for the Toledo and Columbus show, by the way, to our yeah, listeners? Yeah, that is also, yeah, that's another unique thing, we actually got two shows, and I can tell you that story later, uh, that was uh, Michelle, actually, who set that up for us, but um uh, basically, we're going to go, we're going to be heavy. We're going to have 16 singers. Um, I actually went, I told Megan I wanted to go with 12 and keep it lean and mean. But one of the things she pointed out is that, now let's go with 16 just in case there might be some issues because these are college students and one of the prerequisite and requirements is that these students are going to have to maintain their college work. Uh, we're not going to compromise that. This is a privilege to be going on the road and doing this, but uh, their ex educational uh, experience is, is uh, most important to us, and we want to make sure that they have to maintain all that stuff. 
And so, you know, we are, uh, we're, 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 they all know that if they don't take care of their studies and their responsibilities as students, we have the right to cut them. And wow. I know that sounds really mean, but we're going, you know, we want to make sure. That was actually the my colleagues in, in the department um, all, all were very adamant about that. They were actually very concerned. This is a great idea, George. We love this. We want to make sure, though, that it doesn't interfere with what they're there for. And, you know, ultimately, I'm on the hook that way, too, because I still have to be a great professor. Um, and I can't let this, uh, you know, I have to still do my job and my responsibilities, which I love anyway. But, you know, now we're piling it on, and now, you know, we're stepping it up to a much higher level. All, level, all of us have to do this. And I'm certainly no exception. Awesome. Well, I hope it's 16. That'll be. I think that may be one of the one of the largest that we will see. That may be true. I, I uh, when I got communicated with uh, from Michelle, uh, she said it. She set the numbers at 12 to 16. So, um, like I said, I went with 12. I wanted to go with 12, but Megan uh, kind of pointed out. You know, I I follow logic. Uh, as well, and I think that that was actually uh, uh, after she had mentioned that I thought that was a good idea, and um, you know we have the talent here. To, uh, we want as many students to have this experience as possible. Um, Are they getting so, any kind of uh, class credit for this? Um, actually, I am working on some internship credit uh, with this. That hasn't been established just yet, but I want to tell you that last time I went on tour with Todd as an opening act, I did three dates. In 2009, I did uh, Columbus at the um, LC Pavilion. I also did Covington, Kentucky, Cincinnati at the Madison. And then I did Park West in Chicago as an opening act. And I did take student crews with me uh, as roadies. And I, I, they, you know, that was like a measurable experience for the, these fine students, uh, you know. So... That that as far as getting credit, they are all students who to graduate from our program are required to have seventy hours of internship. Oh. Okay. So obviously this is a perfect uh, opportunity for that. It's not going to fulfill all the requirements, but you know, internship is a very important part of any educational process. And if that's one feather in the hat, as far as that goes, that's more power to the students. You know. Mhm. Right. Power. I mean, if they're doing the work anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not going to fulfill all their internship requirements, but, you know, that's good because you know, having a lot of experiences is a wonderful thing. Um, mm -hmm. Internship is so important. And that is, it is, I can't even stress that enough. We could sit and intellectualize so many things. I could talk about waveforms and Bob Moog and synthesis and square waves and attack, decay, sustain, release envelopes, but if they're not out there doing it and using this stuff, it's really uh, kind of stops stops the educational process to me. They they need to play out. They need to experience what it's like to have a train wreck on stage, uh, to know what it's like when monitors don't work, to know what it's like to deal with temperamental people who are making you angry in the studio. These are all part of the experiences that we all have to uh, go through. And the more they get that, the better. So I'm big on internships. We all Right. It also builds memories, too. I know oh, my yeah. college years, what I remember were my internships, not necessarily <laughs> sitting in a classroom. What do you mean, what you remember? Hey, it's a long <laughs> yeah, time I ago. Add, I was just going to ask her that. Let's get her. Let's get her on that one. Uh, yeah. what, what were you studying, Mel? 
I was a theater major. Oh, cool. So um, I got to do some studying over in England with certain directors and uh, some stage performers wow. in national theater. So that's what I remember other than sitting in, in a classroom with a book in front of me. So <sighs> not yep. that I did anything with it, but whatever. Like recess in high school. Well, speaking of going back into the past, mm-hmm. 1988, your first time to open Chicago. <laughs> Tell us what shows three times you opened oh. before. That was such a cool time. Actually, it was uh, it was the Vote for Me tour. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but it was it was an interesting. Oh, the story is really great though, and I don't want to suck up too much airtime here, but I'll try to. I, it's really a cool story because there's a lot of players involved in how it came about. But uh, to plenty familiarize you with, pardon me, plenty of time. Oh, okay, great. Well, anyway. This this tour was basically it was uh, it was actually 1987, but it was I think he was kind of spoofing the 1988 election that was coming, um, and he was touring with an Apple, a Mac computer, an MC 500 sequencer, a couple uh, MIDI keyboards like an Insonic sampler, which is just a device that records sounds and you could store them on a three point five floppy disks and he played he had a couple other little keyboards and stuff and he was doing it solo and he had a video screen behind him okay so there's the logistics of the stage of course i'm a keyboard player so i'm going to notice all that geeky nerdy stuff but what had happened is i was in dayton ohio okay and i was during that time i was a solo lounge musician okay and i was a working musician i was making money uh, playing covers, but what I was always doing was sneaking in my own originals uh, all the time, but I wouldn't say anything in my song list. So I would be playing in these some of these stuffy business-like hotels. Sometimes there were some pretty cool dancers, but I was playing uh, by myself with a bunch of equipment. I was making money, so I spent money on equipment like you wouldn't believe. And I'm using drum machines and all these new inventions i really had a lot i was taking loans out and stuff like that um anyway i was a little frustrated i was in dayton ohio and in ohio at the time we had there was this theatrical group uh, called the kenley players and they would put shows on uh they would get they would get talent from all over you know famous talent and bring them in and do shows and uh, tour all around Ohio. I, I, you're probably wondering now, how does this have anything to do with anything? Okay, well, I was uh, in Dayton at the time. The show that was being performed in Dayton for a couple weeks was Do Black Leather Shoes Reflect Up, which was a musical, I think, about spoofing Catholicism or something. I've never seen it. So, And the people that were in it were Robbie Benson, who was one of the actors, and Carla DeVito, who was, you may know who she is, right? Me yeah, and uh, they're married. They were a married couple, and um, the 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 orchestra, or if you want to call it an orchestra, the band, the pit. Uh, I mean, the the band that was in the orchestra pit. Let's say that they would stay at the hotel that I was playing at at the Daytonian Hilton, right downtown. And they would come through, and they'd come in, and I would be playing all these covers, and I was doing Todd Rundgren music. I was playing. Can we still be friends? And I'm doing all these kind of like uh, lounge guys don't play this stuff. I'm just going to say it doesn't make me great, but I always went against the the curve with with the material I chose. And that actually got me a lot of work. And it also 
did not get me a lot of work because I wasn't playing all the usual stuff that everybody else was playing. So these guys would come through, and I started be, becoming friends with the with the orchestra pit guys and ladies, and it was a nice band. We started becoming friends. They come to see me at the end of their shows. And I don't know how it came about, but they were talking about that. Uh, I was talking to Carla because I knew about her work with uh, on the Meatloaf Project, and I was really interested in, like, what what's Todd like and all that. And she had mentioned, that, well, he's coming to Columbus. I don't know if you knew that. And, okay, so all of a sudden all my wheels are going off in my head, and I looked at a paper, a Columbus paper that I happened to see, and I noticed that it was just him at the Newport Theater in Columbus and that there was no opening act. Now, a, a year or two before that, I had acquired a phone number um, uh, belonging to Mary Lou Arnold. And I, um, it was kind of a thing where, okay, if I'm going to – this might be the time to pull that chip – um, I had no evidence that I was going to succeed in anything here. I didn't, but I said, okay, I, my material is already rehearsed. I'm ready to go. I've got the equipment. What the hell do I have to lose? So what I did is I took a shot and I called Mary Lou. And one thing I got to tell you about Mary Lou, I, I'm sure you've talked to her. She is an amazing woman. Uh, one of the kindest souls I've ever met. Um, and why I'm saying that is not because she's connected me to this whole thing, but she is responsible for, for me even having any any contact or having any opening act opportunities or anything. But the thing is, you know, this business really can suck. Um, people are nasty. They're competitive. They're backstabbers. But there are a few people in the business that are really wonderful. And she, even to this day, Mary Lou has always had time, a minute or two, to talk to me. Um, but of course, I did, have not violated that trust by calling her and just saying, hey, so uh, what are you thinking about today? Or, you know, I wouldn't waste her time. I respect her. But she was and still is always so kind. And I think she's a really just wonderful woman. Um, i got to say that about her. And so anyway, we I like called her. A lot. We've, we've had Mary Lou on the oh, show. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I missed that. We like Mary Lou a lot. We've had her on the show a few times. Of course, we have to deal with her pretty much on a daily basis. She is uh, one of the good ones, no question. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty yeah. that aren't in the business, no doubt. Yes, yes. Yes, Doug, yes. I'm sure you're you're promoting shows now. I think you're probably learning a couple. <laughs> if you, uh, I don't know your history about uh, before promoting shows uh, with Rangoon Radio and all that, which is uh, incidentally the work you guys are doing is wonderful. Thank you for Thank that. You. And um, Okay, so... I talked to her and I said, uh, I, I just explained to her who I was. I told her I was in Dayton. I was a little frustrated. And um, then she she's very, you know, very intelligent, which should be no surprise to anybody. And she was asking me, okay, well, what kind of equipment do you have? And I was rattling off. I have this Lin 9000. I've got this Kurzweil. I've got all these different. I had, man, my stage had like eight keyboards on it. And then I play a uh, Rob, Roger Paul, Powell-esque uh, kind of guitar. I have a couple of them, and I've been playing them all, uh, as much as I can remember, as long as I can remember. I've always loved playing them because they're very powerful if you know how to use them. And um, she knew everything I was telling her uh, as far as equipment. And I told her I had this set. I've been rehearsing the music. I just—it's like all dressed up and no place to go. And she could—I think she could sense a little of my frustration. 
So then at the end of the conversation, she said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll talk to – this was like in the afternoon, four, four or five o'clock, before I was going to go on stage around eight. She said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to talk to Todd, and I think uh, – I guess I'm going to call you back tonight, and I'll let you know what we're going to do. And I was in my hotel room, and it was the, – the, the Hilton, it was the room that I was in, it was like it has really high ceilings. And it was kind of a really big room for one guy, okay? And I'm looking across the room, and I thanked her, and I slowly hung up, hung up the phone. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror while I'm hanging this phone up at a distance. And I hung the phone up, and I was, like, shaking. And it was like, at that moment, I thought, oh, my gosh, this could actually happen. And I looked in the mirror at myself, and I can see the sheer, utter joy in my face. And then also, a half second later, later this complete look of terrified <laughs> horror. <laughs> and I kept going back and forth. I was smiling, and then I looked terrified. And I was looking at that. I was looking at myself, and I was actually cracking them up. I was cracking myself up. Um, okay, so hey, let's say now. Yeah. Hey, your 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 voice is kind of going in and out a little bit. Like it sounds like auto tune okay. or something. Are you on a speakerphone, maybe? Actually, yeah, I am. Um, here, I can fix that. Okay. Started breaking How up a while work? ago. Is that better? Uh, no. Oh, that's not better. Okay. No. You know what I'm do? I can call you on my cell phone. I have a backup. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. All right. Okay, we'll just wait on the call. I'm I'm calling it right now. Okay. Sounds good. I'm gonna put this one on mute. Okay. All right, everybody, waiting on George. In case you don't know, George Hurst will be in the choirs for Toledo and Columbus. Todd Healing Tour is coming up this month. Columbus, of course, is April 1st, April Fool's Day, but it's not a joke. It's for real. <laughs> and sonsof1984.com is a place to get the information. And if you haven't seen the show, you don't know maybe that in, during the healing part, they have a choir, local typically. This one will be a local Ohio school, hockey. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. So let's get George back on. What's happening, man? You're back. Yeah, how's that better? How's that? Oh, 100% better. Thank Heck, you. Okay, I apologize for the technical thing. That's uh, that's my computer phone. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. So anyway, where, where was I? Um, incidentally, talkingcollege, talking.edu. Uh, so <laughs> He's a good salesman. <laughs> well, yeah, I I make commercials and stuff for radio, too. I, I wear a lot of hats, but anyway. I keep thinking um, you're saying talking like Todd's songs. So you're going to need to spell it for me. Yeah, H-O-C-K-I-N-G. Dot edu, and uh, if anybody's interested in that, and we also have a music school site, which is hcmusic.ning.com, and that is our music school of music uh, website where you can see what we're all up to. And there's definitely uh, posts, posts of uh, well, blogs from students and. There's assignments being given out and all that kind of good stuff. I, I don't know if anybody's interested in that. So anyway, uh, back to the story. So needless to say, I'm now starting to realize that this could actually happen, and I'm pacing in my room. I'm starting to write a song list. Fortunately, I was really well rehearsed because I'm playing like four and five nights a week, sometimes six, so I'm I'm on it. Next thing you know... Uh, I'm really tense. I'm getting more tense. I, I must have drove the uh, hotel desk nuts. If anybody calls, come and get me. Get me off the stage. Uh, whatever. You know, I was, like, making them nuts. And on my breaks, I would 
I'd play like four or five sets a night, and I'd be on my breaks running over to the hotel clerk to see if anybody called. And nothing, nothing. Well, about 12.30 at night, I don't know where they were. I got a call from Mary Lou, and she said, okay, George, we're going to do this. Um, Why don't you and your crew meet us backstage at the Newport on Wednesday? I I think this was a Monday when I was talking to them, so I had an an extra day. And that was funny because she said my crew like I had one, you know. (laughs) Um, yeah, that was, that was actually pretty funny. And next thing you know, I can't, I can't tell you the the feeling that I got, but it was probably, uh, it was one of the best moments ever. And, um, that I can remember. And so now it was getting to work and then I had to go to the hotel uh, manager and request because I'm scheduled to play there and I'm under a contract and I, I had to, um, request the night off. Now, between you and me and Mel, I would have pulled my equipment out of there no matter what. (laughs) I mean, but I went to the manager because I wanted to handle things in a proper way and business way because I didn't want to burn bridges in this. And I was hopeful that he would let me out of the contract for the the two days. I wanted the day before where I was actually just going to rehearse in the hotel and uh, work on my set, and then uh, obviously do the job on Wednesday. And I think it was a Wednesday. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sketchy about that. But anyway, um, the hotel manager, uh, he was very nice and gracious, and he knew who Todd was. And he felt, this is great, and we're happy for you, and this is good for the hotel. So, yeah, he said, Godspeed, but I will prorate you for not playing those two nights. <laughs> Okay. And I said, okay, I guess I can deal with that. And so I went on my way. I show up at the back door, and um, Todd was already up there playing. Um, he was doing a sound check. And I just got to tell you the spiritual experience that was, because I was listening to the Todd chords that he plays, you know, on the piano. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I have a keyboard here. It's like this kind of stuff. I don't know if you can hear it, but he does this kind of stuff. Can you hear that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so he, he, he does this kind of stuff. Like, he'll play, like, two notes. You know, that kind of stuff. And that, yeah. I'm really attracted to those kind of chord structures because I'm a geeky, nerdy guy. But... <laughs> Um, but when I was hearing him and looking at him off to the side, seeing him do that, it was really a cool experience. It was really, I, I actually experienced a lot of joy because I had been listening to his albums, obviously, for such a long time. The Healing album, specifically, when it came out, I graduated from high school in 1981 at Normandy High School in Parma, Ohio, which is like a suburb of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The Healing album was like, everybody has their profound albums, a lot of people like Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. I, I don't know. Everybody's got their albums that they remember. The Healing album was like going to college for me because I learned about I learned about engineering. I learned about mix. I learned about vocal structures and harmonies. I learned about those crunchy, uh, juicy, beautiful chords with the with the clashing notes. Um, I learned about engineering so much. I mean, placement. I learned how to program a Prophet 5 synthesizer and make it sound nice and warm and not cheesy from that album. And just a lot of different 
important things that totally uh, influenced me in profound ways. And here I am, I'm watching this guy who, who's made these albums that I've listened to for so many years and have given me, along with many other people, so much joy. It was a little overwhelming, but, you know, it was surreal. Finally, I got to set my stuff up, and I did my sound check, and it was kind of funny because he was, he was still there for some reason. He was hanging out a little longer than I think most most people would. And he was kind of leaning against some wall there and looking at me while I was doing my sound check, and that was kind of a little intimidating. But <laughs> I, <laughs> they were just really nice to me. They let me. Uh, they gave me an. I, I had almost an hour to, to do my sound check, but I have a lot of toys, you know. So they were at least they weren't going to sabotage me in anything. So do the show. It worked out really great. I was kind of looked at, the vibe energy I got, I was kind of looked upon like I was some kind of apprentice or something of his, but even though I really had no, you know, long-term contact with him at that time. Did you Uh, play Todd songs? Oh, no, 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 I did my own original music. Okay, okay. But see, what I was trying to say, Mel, is when I was working in the hotels, because I was frustrated, I would sneak in my own original music in my sets, but I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say, hey, here's a song by me. Because yeah. usually what happens is people will overthink about it, especially in that kind of atmosphere. So what I would do is I would try out my own music, and then I would look around the room, and I it's almost like a weird kind of test marketing yeah. to see how people would respond to it. Are they going to dance to this? Are the feet moving? You know, and I've, over the years, playing so many rooms like that, I really learned how to work rooms. Mm-hmm. And That's a good idea. So, so you played your original music uh, as an opening act for Todd. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it would be totally inappropriate to do Todd music. I wouldn't do that. But what I was saying is I played, I played a lot of Rundgren music in the in the cover rooms, in the yeah. rooms where you put the cover material, and that is actually rare and unique. I mean, there's a lot of now tribute bands coming out, and all that, which is great. I think that's wonderful. But um, during that time, for years, I mean, and I made a, a pretty good living doing that. Um, I was playing a lot of music that I was basically playing music that I wanted to play. And like I said before, it it got me a lot of work and it also alienated a lot of places uh, to me or alienated me to a lot of places, I should say. So anyway, after the show, it worked really great. And another highlight moment, I walk out at at the back door and this cute little, this cute girl comes up to me and she goes, I really liked your music. And she hands me a piece of paper, and she says, "Would you give? Can I have your autograph?" Oh. And, and I signed it, and then she gave me a little kiss on the cheek, and then she walked away, left me hanging, <laughs> and oh. brokenhearted. But it was a, you know, that was a great experience. So it taught me a lot. I learned a lot, um, and it also taught me one of the things that I think I'm still using in my life, and that is that. You got to try, and there are possibilities. Um, now, I can also tell you that as many times as I have gone on tours and things, um, if things have fallen through too, so there's always a balance. But that opened the door for other things. The next time I went on tour with him was during. It was real short. I did two dates in 1995 during um, the Individualist uh, tour that was with. Let's see, Jesse was playing guitar, 
and Mr. Forensic was playing keys, and Prairie was on the drums. And I did uh, Cleveland, Nautica, and Canton Palace Theater. And the thing that was cool about the Cleveland gig is that's my hometown. So I got to go home and and play that job, and I saw people in the audience that I went to high school with and that I knew that had come to see me play in other venues and stuff. So that was a really cool tour. I enjoyed it. Played my own stuff. That time I did it with a band. I hired a bunch of people to play with me, and it worked out. With a lot of, I write a lot of stuff with vocals and stuff like that. And we used a drum machine. We um, had a bunch of. I had a couple singers just to do the crunchy harmonies, and we had a guitar player and a percussionist named Bongo Bob and. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. That was a wonderful. They were out. One of them was an outdoor venue. Beautiful. Yeah, that's right. So, that hasn't been outdoor. Well, he's going to be in this upcoming tour. They're doing Summerfest. I assume that's outside, but you don't see that too much anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it, it's a beautiful thing with Cleveland because it's, well, the Rock Hall and all that's going on, which is really wonderful. In fact, I was just there. We took our students to a field trip there, and there's a whole kiosk of Todd Rundgren memorabilia. Isn't that cool? They got to induct him, though. Come on. What are you guys waiting for, you know? Like with that, but that that kiosk is cool. Michelle put that together, yeah. a lot of anyway. Yeah, it's really cool. You've seen it. That's great. And then, um, yeah. but we took our students there for a field trip, and but with Cleveland, Nautica was right on the Cuyahoga River, and you could see these huge tankers, like, pulling behind the stage. And then it was a full moon. It was just a beautiful night. You can't, you couldn't have asked for more. And again, it was like, it was, and, and I mean, it sounded good. We sounded good. And that got me some street cred. And now, and then recently, I well, kind of recently, 2009, I did the three-day set that I told you about before. We did Columbus and um, we did uh, Cincinnati as well as Chicago. I love Chicago, man. That was a great town to play in. And that actually got me a lot of fans. I started, uh, you know, I hear this internet thing is going to really take off someday. So <laughs> I got a lot of a lot of street cred off of that with the MySpace page and a lot of hits. And you know, if you just Google George Herzl, I mean, you can you can see. I should plug that. Yeah, Google George Herzl. That's H E R T Z L. And you could find anything. You can go to the uh, Hocking College site that through that way. You can listen to some music I've created. But those dates were really great. I, I made a lot of friends. I got some people really into the stuff that I'm doing, and uh, it was just a joy. And, again, this is all Mary Lou who created this, uh, you know, opportunity for me. Uh, I had to go out and reach out, but she's always, you know, if there is an option, if I see something coming where I could be a good opening act, I call them, and I get in touch with them. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Hey, uh, we got a call. Let's see what they want right quick. Um, I have a question for you here. 512, you're with us. Hey, Doug, it's Pippi. Hey, Pip. Hey, Pip. Hi. I, I have a question for George because I think we have a mutual friend in Missy Mayan. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, we do. do. He, I've read your he, reviews, Pippi. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, the same, you're the same Pippi, right? I don't know. If there's more than oh. one of them, somebody yeah, needs to yeah, make I, a condolence card. No, 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 no. I don't think that's – no, no. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, Missy Megan. Yes, Melissa Megan. Yeah, she's a sweetheart, huh? 
Yeah, she's a wonderful girl. Wonderful she took lady. Me to, she, she took me to see Todd for the very first time, I think, at the breakaway in Akron, Ohio, back when <laughs> Woodrow Wilson was president. But I also got to see uh, you open for Todd with her at uh, Park West recently. I guess it was uh, April of 2009. Am I right? That's correct. Yes, yeah. That was nice because she, we um, we knew each other from years past, and um, I got in touch with her. I found her uh, that she was working and helping helping children in Chicago with autism right. and right. some really great causes. She's a she's something else. Um, yeah. Do you get to be smart and beautiful and successful? And yeah, I guess yeah. you do. Yeah, she's got it all. She's got it all going on. A real a real pleasure, and it was nice to see her. Um, come out and I reached out and called her. I, I found out like I said, the internet thing's taking off I hear. So I was able to reach her and see the work she was doing for all the kids in Chicago. Uh, and I just thought that that is awesome and we were able to uh, connect and uh, did I meet you Pippi? I don't know if, if we did meet. It was upstairs afterwards and it was, you know, the typical whirlwind. But that was a great show. Yeah. Somebody was talking today about how uh, Arena never really got the venue that it deserved as far as a, an arena show. But uh, Park West was about as close as it came. Doug and I were talking about that earlier, that uh, the vibe at the Park West is, you know, I'm sorry, I'm from, from the Northeast Ohio area. I'm supposed to represent mm-hmm. and, and rep my area. But Chicago really has it. So so go oh, ahead, yeah. Chicago, and be, be proud of yourself. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Chicago's a great town, and it was a play. I mean, I met so many people. I was very supportive. They, was they that a fun stage? Music. Pardon me? Was that a fun stage to play? Oh, uh, yeah. It Park was, West? It was a great stage to play, and I got to, um, yeah, it, there was there was a big, it was one of the stages where it was big, it's a big place, but there was an intimacy about it. And, um, you know, I actually, I get more nervous when I'm trying to score gigs like this. Um, when I'm on stage, it's actually more normal for me, if that makes any sense. So, I was, even though it was Chicago, I felt really, really cool there. And it, just the energy there was just great. Yeah. And, you know, was that your first time to play at Park West? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to definitely go back. <laughs> and do you live on in, in Columbus now? I missed that if, if you said No, it. actually, I live in the middle of the woods uh, in between Athens and Nelsonville and in a very serene, quiet place because uh, I'm working about 40 to 50 hours as a college professor. And... It's it's nice to have the quiet, and I have a studio slash home that I live at in a really nice, quiet place. So well, that's, that's about cool. an hour away from Columbus, Tippy. Ah, well. Uh, so what was your first Todd show? Did anybody ask you that? Have I missed that part? I was out drinking oh, in advance of my birthday, so. My first Todd show. Let me think. Happy birthday, Tippy. God, you know, I this is embarrassing. I don't even know if I've been to so many. I don't even know if I remember the first one. Um, I could tell you one of my favorites. Okay. And, um, there was this place uh, called the Cleveland Agora on East 24th Street in Cleveland. Sure. Sure. And it was um, it was in the 80s sometime, and it was a utopia show. And what they did is they went on stage, and they did not have a set list. They just went up there and played their asses off. And they sounded so good. They were so on top of it. And they were like huddling in between a couple every couple songs, just like deciding what they were gonna play next. The energy in the room was like like frenzy. It was 
was a frenzy, and it was, and they were playing anything that anybody wanted to hear. That you know what I mean? It was just sure they should do that again. That I was think. just a great show. Yeah, I was just completely blown away, and I got to. I was so close. You know, I was standing in front of Kaz and just watching. You know, wow, it was just so great. I think that was part of the experience too. I mean, there's so many good ones. Uh, acapella, uh, that was a great show. Um, and I got to meet Michelle for the first time. She was wearing some kind of elf outfit. Wasn't she damn cute during that tour? Yeah, I don't think they were together then, but I don't know. Maybe something was cooking at that time. I'm not sure. She's yeah, always man. cooking. When is Michelle yeah. – I mean, she was cooking Michelle Gray, Michelle Rundgren. She's always cooking. Yeah. yeah. We we love that girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, what's not to love about her? And so, then, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm reading the chat. Are you watching the chat, George? Um, actually, I'm afraid to because if somebody says something nasty, I'm gonna bum out and I'll, it'll. Oh, undoubtedly, air. people will say something nasty. They're people. You've got to rise. You're you're certainly above that, sir. sir. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't you think? Be a lot I'm of not on stage. I'm not on that. stage right now, so I'm insecure. I guess. Um. <laughs> So, George, so, did you catch any of these Todd Healing shows uh, back in September? I was unable to make them. I had too many commitments uh, with school. I was unable. Uh-huh. I My only exposure was on YouTube's, YouTube feeds. So you're you still kind of on demand? On. Uh, Pardon me? You didn't do the video on demand of the Keswick show? No, I didn't do anything. I just I was Dude. so bogged down. I know, I know, I know. I know. Oh, I, hey, I'm not perfect. I know. I make mistakes. <laughs> But um, imagine that. But hey, um, so you guys want to hear about? Uh, you want to hear about this? Is you want to hear how this came about with the choir thing with us? Because there's, sure. um, I don't want to run the show or anything. You know, I just you're our to, guest. Please do. <laughs> so anyway, this um, this time around uh, in the past few months, I was talking to Mary Lou because I wanted to open up. I wanted to open up for the healing tour. Uh, this one coming up, right? And Mary Lou had told me, "Well, you know what, George? Um, you'd be, you'd pro- the music would probably be good for it, but at the same time, this this show is two hours plus long. It's going to be excruciatingly long with an opening act. Um, but however, that obviously that's changed now because we have an opening act for Toledo, right? Uh, yeah, yes, Psychodot. Right, right, and so which is great. That's wonderful, and so I just left it at. At that, and then I got that weird fire in my heart and my belly and in my head, and I called her back a couple weeks ago. This happened so fast, and I asked her. I said, "Well, you know what? Is there a way that I could con- can I contact the choir director?" Or I said, "I'd really like to be one of the singers in this. Is there a way I could get I could be part of the choir?" And uh, Mary Lou referred me to Michelle. She said, Michelle's handling all that kind of stuff. And I got to tell you guys, I didn't know how they were getting choirs. I had no idea. Uh, that I, Now I know. I know how they went through that. They were advertising and all that. Well, I did not have any idea that that was going on. So I was just kind of blindly taking shots at it. And I wrote Michelle an email, and I told her about the healing album and I, a lot of what I shared with you, you guys today. Um, about the engineering and all that kind of stuff. That one, and not only that, but obviously the spiritual element of that album. And 
she wrote me back and she said, well, how did she asked me because she knew I was a professor at Hucking College and she asked if we had a choir in our music department. And immediately, like, the bulb over my head not only lit up, but it blew up. And I thought, oh, this is this is a gift. This is an opportunity. You cannot blow this. So obviously I responded, yeah, we do. And um, what had happened was um, she then came back and she said, well, would you be interested in doing both Ohio dates? So now I'm getting really excited. Um, and that's unprecedented. We're the only quarter that's going to have a couple dates as far as I know. Or is that not true? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, is Princeton Pro Musica or anybody coming back? They're going to do um, the Red Bank, New Jersey show, yes. Yeah, so there you go. So they got, they're going to do two shows. That's cool. They were really good, too. And Dee Dee, um, actually, Dee Dee Myers, the choir director, she was, we have a lot of her emails that were shared to with us to help us uh, in, in getting everything together for this tour coming up. So I want to thank her. She's, she's great. They were really documenting everything, including music. They were providing uh, videos of their work and all that kind of good stuff. So anyway, next thing you know, um, I went to administration, and I mentioned this, and I asked what their opinion of this is, can I pursue this? And I got a complete 100% thumbs up on this. I have so much support from the college. Next thing you know, um, I said, yeah, basically one thing led to another, and Michelle then sent me the, the email that basically hired us and let us know that we were going to get paid, that Dirk was going to be the uh, choir master, that here she sent me, and this is the coolest thing, she sent me all the music that they had, in, uh, you know, that was scored, but better yet, I mean, that's great and everything, but better yet, I got the sound files of the individual vocal parts wow, on the nice. healing album, which is like, you know, understand, this is the geeky, nerdy guy who has learned, have learned so much about engineering off of this and many other albums. So, so how did I'm you get that? Hearing, pardon me? How did you get that? Well, so anyway, well, they created them. Obviously, Todd mixed them nice. and then provided them. I think they provided this to all the choirs. I guess... Um, so each individual, you can hear the background music and it's mixed differently in, on, off the Healing album, but the voices are all individualized and they're really up in the mix and you don't hear the, any of the other ones. So it's it's really cool to hear him singing the individual parts and how he's going into the falsetto and all that. And it's it's really cool. It's It's moving to hear this stuff and we're using it in helping us to recreate the vocal parts. And right. one of the things is we're really working hard on making it sound like the album. We want we want the vocals, we really want to match the groove and also the timbre and the soul of it. We really are going to be working on those nuances that hopefully he's going to uh, notice that and that's going to be something he'll be happy about. But ultimately, Dirk is going to, you know, make all the decisions. He told me that he's like a bull in a china shop at first. He he comes in and he kind of like destroys everything and then kind of rebuilds it up at that marathon rehearsal. Mm -hmm. so, well, I hope you guys are ready to uh, feel like you're going to some kind of a 
a religious revival because some of those songs really get the crowd going and, and uh, you can feel the love. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah. I, I know, I know. It's it, I got to tell you, you know, one of the most incredible things right now is we've been rehearsing is to sit at the piano and I'm surrounded by the voices and they're singing these vocal parts and I'm hearing them and they're getting excited about singing the, the compassion and we're dissecting and seeing the healing, you know, seeing the music from Healer, um, you know, the song Healer. And, uh, you know, uh, Flesh has a lot of dissonance. There's some real challenges there. But they're really, these students are so, so, like, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed about this. And we we study Todd Rundgren in school. We've I, I've made it a point to present a lot of his work because it's a perfect example of production. Um, I, I use a lot of his work as examples and also to teach some of the audio sciences that I, I teach in the classes. And, for example, um, he made the Liars album completely with a program called Reason. Uh, a co- company called Propeller has uh, made this program. It's still very, very popular. And, yeah, um, great album, too. Great out! Al- oh yeah, that's got to be one of my favorites, I'd say. And I use that yeah. as an example to demonstrate reason. Um, I I pull out the sounds that he used. I mean, I demonstrate that for my students when we're and that's part of the uh, music computer applications class that I teach, where I teach students how to use this technology to create a song from scratch, creating the drum patterns, building up, adding parts, and you know, it's like Todd Rundgren 101. Uh, we're so many of the students in the program already know who he is, and they know what their accomplishments, what his accomplishments have been, uh, even at their age. You know, I'd say more so than most people their age. That being said, when we decided uh, who made the cut, I, re- I was in my office and listening to one of the students making a call to the parent, the, a, a mom of one of the students, she was calling her mom, and she said, um, and I was like 10 feet away from the phone, and she told her mom that she made it and she's going to be doing two dates with Todd Rundgren, and I can hear this blood-curdling scream on the phone <laughs> permeating through the office. It's like it's the parents are actually freaking more out than the students are about <laughs> this. And cool. um <laughs> But I did tell my students, you know, hey, uh, this is this is your mommy and daddy's rock star. But uh, most of my students already know of him because we study him. Yeah. Do you guys uh, does does the choir have they ever done anything off the Todd Rundgren acapella album? No, nothing like that. But uh, no, there has been uh, as far as the choir goes, hockey college singers they do a lot of really cool material, but uh, never explored any Rundgren music. Um, we created the Hocking College Vocal Ensemble from the the whole music department. We gave everybody an opportunity to audition who was enrolled in our music department. And so, but we know. And you know what? That's a great idea. I don't know why I didn't think about that. I'm kind of jealous that you came up with that idea. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. Bring it on. Oh, yeah. Um, Don Stamos can do it on TV, then you guys can do it on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a great show. I, I saw that show in in Cleveland in uh, in a place that no uh, theater that no longer exists. It was called the Front Row, and it was a uh, theater in the round, and the stage rotated. Oh, that's awesome. So 
Cool. Yeah, that was really awesome. And he started out, did Born to Synthesize. And I remember he had that Taiwanese festival mask on mm-hmm. that's on the album. Yeah. Or I don't know what kind of, I think that's what it was. And he's standing with his palms open, facing the audience and moving really slowly through this dim light. And, oh, man. And I actually, I had second row seats in that show. Oh, so that was, like, profound. So you were, you weren't on the first row at first row, hmm? On uh, front row, yeah, it's called the front row. Front row and front yeah, row. I was I was on the second row of the front row. <laughs> that was a good group. Mary Lou sang sang uh, all of them. Everybody sang really well. Um, let's see, I think the guy from uh, wasn't there a guy from the band Orleans? Wasn't he in that? I think the keyboard player. Yeah, I um, blank on his name, but yes. What, what was yeah, what was his song? Pardon me. What was, what was their, their song? Dance what? with me. Dance. That's Oasis. What is their hit song? Dance with me. I want to be your partner. Can't oh, you okay, see? Right. Yeah. Come yeah. on, everyone. <laughs> Dance with. All right. Good <laughs> yeah, deal. Good that's deal. The one. All right. That's I know cool. it. Very nice. All right. So, um, ah, oh, man. Pippi was uh, typing too loud, but we're going to let her back in on this conversation if she would like to be. Sure. Pippi? <laughs> okay. you were, your typing is loud. Didn't it make it feel like you were listening to some, like, 1940s, um, you know, teletype dispatch? Now, what do you have, like an Apple Commander or something or guitar? Yeah, I got a keytar. I'm actually typing this on Roger Powell's keytar. <laughs> Keep me, Doug. <laughs> okay, so what are we doing now? Can we play a um, word association game? When did you come? In, when did you start listening to the show tonight? I started listening to the show when George was talking about um, Hawking, but not Hawking. Oh, filthy! So you missed our, our first guest. We had these. Fifteen-year-olds on from the. I heard cast- about it. I had my minions call me. I heard about them. They, they had no idea who the cars were. Uh well. That was that's, that's really disturbing. You, it sounds like. Me too. You know, you're really disturbed by this. Doug. I'm not a big cars fan. I gotta confess, they're okay. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting Greg Hawks. I studied his keyboard playing when I was in high school. It was like way back in the Paleozoic era. Yes. <laughs> nice, Greg. Why? Um, Craig's great. Yeah. Have yeah, you ever uh, been in the Stranahan in Toledo? Uh, no, I haven't. No? I played in Toledo, but all in the you know hotels and stuff like that, doing lounge god stuff. The lounge lizard. Well, that's yeah. Um, lizard. Hey, yeah. What's your name? Where are you from? <laughs> George, have, have you ever played in Tangiers on Market Street in Akron, Actually, Ohio? Actually, I have. Yes, I have. I played in Tangiers. <laughs> I opened up for Blackstone the Magician. Oh, my is, God. Yeah. I, I saw an Elvis yeah. impersonator there when I was a little little girl, and he gave me a sweaty scarf. It's probably what's Ew. wrong with me now. I know. Ew. Ew. Oh, Darnie, don't go. Darnie's leaving. Stay. Somebody yeah, needs we, to... We're having I'm trying, um, to, trying to type quietly. George, I think Toledo, Toledo may be the only town in Ohio that's not infatuated with Mr. Rungren. 
Really, I, I, I'm, I'm curious about the uh, choice of, the, of that venue, but I'm, I think Toledo's going to show up. But maybe you've got Detroit and you've got, you know, the other, the rest of the area too. So, and Indiana, and you know, so there's. Yeah, we're hitting up Detroit. Toledo says that they have a lot of their shows, which is unusual for us, but they're last minute people show up, which is not normal for the Todd shows. But uh, <laughs> it'll be in this town. We'll see. But, yeah, we like Toledo because we thought we could pull from Chicago, Detroit, and Cleveland. So we'll yeah, see. and I, I think you're definitely going to get some Cleveland action there because as well as uh, th- these shows are going to sell out, Doug. You know that. Oh, They're gonna, they've got to. They've got to. Um, you know, while we're on that subject, um, I've got a lot of my friends who are probably listening to the show, and they have been – Busting my chops about tickets and things like that. So you know, if, yeah, do you, what's going on with tickets for those two shows? Any of them? Tell them to come on. Tell them sonsof1984.com. Okay, so sonsof1984.com, and they can get any information about tickets for Toledo and Columbus. Right. Right. Now, or Columbus, any of the other shows. So. And Columbus is only nine hundred and twenty-five capacity, and after comps, so it is less than nine hundred. Right. So those are going to be that. That has a very good chance of selling out. It's doing very well. Oh, I, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Cleveland folk coming to those shows. I know that as a fact. I'm actually yeah. a little bit of a drunk for this stuff, but not that anybody needs me to do that. But um, <laughs> really, I know. I know where I stand with that. But I mean, definitely, there's a big Cleveland convention coming to Columbus already. I know this. Um, I, I'm really excited about these shows, uh, Doug and Mel. We're really, really uh, making some stuff happen at the school and rehearsing. We have a, we have probably more time than any choir has had. We've got like a total of like five weeks. Yeah. And so, and we have a rehearsal schedule. It's going to be tricky though because the week before the shows take place, we go on spring break. The quarter ends. Oh. So that that throws some complications in this, but. That being said, we're we're compensating for all that stuff, and um, we will be ready. I'm just very excited. And these students are taking they're taking the bull by the horns, haha. And um, <laughs> just they're, they're, yes, yeah. I these shows are. I can't believe you haven't seen the VOD or seen these. These things are phenomenal, and um, I'm, I'm, I, you, you need to go see one though when you're not in the choir. I mean, it's unbelievable. The, the, the healing show. Which, you know, most people, I think, went in excited about the Todd album, and it was great, don't get me wrong. But I think people were blown away by healing. And um, a lot of people, I think, went not really liking that album and and left, and now it's their favorite. It's that good. (laughs) You know, I've known this for 30 years, dude. (laughs) You're a step ahead of those folks, though. But I I mean, mean, well, I'm always, yeah, I'm always two steps ahead or two steps behind. It just depends. (laughs) Yeah, but but if you're... Listen to that album though for you know the last third twenty nine years thirty years it's still presented differently with a choir it's still uh it's it's almost like it's new it's different it's really good i mean just phenomenal the healing suite will just blow you away yeah it, you're so right and you know they've got it covered all the keyboards see for me I'm just gonna be really happy to be around so many keyboards i'm I'm gonna be like a big, <laughs> There are, I'm there are a lot of keyboards in this show. Yeah, and, Chasm, and Jesse, you know, Greg, Bobby, they all play them. And, you know, I learned all those parts. 
uh, over and over. Try, yeah, like listening, just through the example, I learned how to program synthesizers to make them do things, uh, and I use that as a... I use that album as, uh, you know, to create sounds that were warm, what we would call pad sounds that fill space, that use really nice, they're warm tones. I mean, it's not an abrasive uh, keyboard uh, album. It's very keyboard-oriented. But one of the things also, see, I never, you're absolutely right. The choir is going to also add, a, you can't avoid uh, that, that fact. It's going to add another uh, perspective and reality in the, when the music is performed. That being said, one of the challenges, and we're really, really, um, see, I'm kind of like the, uh, not the Todd Rundgren expert, but it's funny because the choir does look to me because I kind of have an idea how things are supposed to sound with this as much as possible, and then Dirk is going to come in and, you know, trump that and direct us that way. But it's like, for example, the harmonies in Time Heals, um, the lower part, the lower vocal parts are so important that they come out and because and they're really kind of hard to hear. Kind of like if you were listening to a Crosby, Stills, and Nash album, it would be like David Crosby's parts. He always had those kind of abstract, really strange harmonies, but if he was missing, you would notice it. Um, and, you know, I just, it's just an amazing experience to hear my students embrace the stuff, the challenge. Well, you and do in know. A way, oh, I'm sorry. You do know that the challenge when you look mm-hmm. at this album, you're, in a sense, replacing Todd Rundgren because he did that whole album by himself. Right. And they're all like... Your role wow, is to... All by himself? Yeah. The Your role is to replace out. his harmonies and his background singing. Yes. That's all him. The pressure is on, my friend. <laughs> yes, it is. And I, I thrive on it. Bring it. Bring it, because I will... Uh, <laughs> We'll enjoy that dinner. Bring it. <laughs> and this is, hey, man, this is, a, needless to say, you listen, uh, those, those sweet, sweet girls from the choir that you had at the beginning of the show, you know what's so impressive about them? They're so respectful about them. They understand. Um, for 15-year-olds, are you kidding me? They do. They do understand. Even if they don't have the distinction of really knowing all this material, they, they did. Obviously, they've been listening to it. But they have a respect and understanding of what, what actually they were involved in and how important that was for their own musical lives. Um, and that's the one thing I'm really, I'm really looking at it. This, uh, as far as Hawking College is concerned, this has taken a life of its own. Uh, it's way bigger than me. It's, it's the, the whole school is really on board this. And when I released, I released uh, all staff emails to like the entire faculty of the college. But when we leaked this out, this is the way it worked. I, I first let the students in the music school knew, know this. Knew, they knew what was going to happen, that we were going to audition students, that I had gotten approval from Michelle and all that. So we let it out in the family first. And then after that, I released an off-staff memo discussing like what had happened, I told them that there was an opportunity that came through that I could not resist and that there was going to be an ensemble chosen. And you wouldn't believe the plethora of emails I got from faculty. They were completely blown away by this. And Yeah, yeah Dee you know, has a story how many people were so interested in being involved in that deal. I mean, it's really a very unique situation. And it's um, and you need to get somebody there to do some YouTube video action for you because uh, – 
You know, oh, yeah, one... we're going to have a videographer for sure. I already know that. Yeah. Lifetime deal for you. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to have, yeah, we're hiring photographers and all that kind of stuff. In fact, I, that's one of my duties. I'm kind of like overseeing a lot of the PR and coordinating a lot of that because I got some pretty good experience with that stuff. And we want to, we're going to take, well, we're going on our, our coach bus uh, up to Toledo, but we want to take photographers and videographers for all the shows. Well, we were wondering uh, if, if you thought of many people would make the trek from, from the college that aren't even performing. You know? Pardon me? I was just, I, in fact, I was going to, to ask if any, uh, if any of the general student body was planning on making the trek up there. I am not sure about that. I think the Columbus, yeah, that's, that's going to, the Columbus job, that's going to happen. Now, um, I've already gotten a lot of interest. We have a bus that, that seats, well, it's just a regular coach bus, 47. Mm-hmm. So our choir and photographers is going to take about 20. Um so far, and then we're going to have still have about 20-some seats open for probably, and I already know, like the Dean of Arts and Sciences, uh, Laurel Ransom, along with Randy Ware, the Associate Dean, they're going to be, allegedly, they're definitely going to be on the ride with us, and I wouldn't be surprised if the president got on board in, uh, of the college, uh, Ron Erickson or a couple other people uh-huh. in administration won't be, will, will be joining us. Um, that hasn't been established. We, I want to make sure that, you know, I don't want to step on any toes here. I need to get clearance probably through you, Doug, and Mel, and also through Michelle. I don't want to, you know, I, I, I haven't set all that up yet. And, I again, we, I will have a conversation with you, Doug, probably soon about tickets and stuff like that. I want to make sure that we can uh, purchase the tickets and stuff for our faculty members that can go and stuff. All right. Keep so, the loop. Sure. Yeah. Pardon me? Stay in touch. Keep us in the loop. We want people oh, there. Oh, you better believe it. I will. I will. That, Like I said, after at this interview is a real uh, important thing, uh, this show, and I'm trying to, uh, you know, keep it together by not doing everything at once and delegating responsibility. So my next task is to work on that. The other thing is I, I wanted also to get some posters and things like that so we could post them up at the college and around town here, these are this is a two college town essentially. Athens and Nelsonville are only like seven to ten miles away from each other. Yeah, I don't know so, that the college kids are. You know, it's not really our demographic. I don't know that they're they're into Todd Rundgren and that they get well, the whole. I, yeah, but the Athenian residents, I would call the Athens residents. They definitely know the people who live in the town. Bring them on. They know. <laughs> Bring them. <laughs> they know because when I play out, then I rarely play out. Um, just because I don't have that much time, it isn't because I don't have the desire. But when I play a lot of his, uh, a lot of Rundgren material, and it always, always gets great reception. There's a lot of people say, "Wow, it's nice to hear somebody do that kind of music." Yeah, Ohio is supposed to be Todd's state. We're hoping that yeah. comes true with Toledo and Columbus. Columbus doing well. Columbus is going to be packed, and uh, it's a, it's a um, I've, I've heard a great acoustic venue. Stranahan, you know, I'm sure is nice. Looking forward to that in Toledo. And we're also going to be doing a record release. Uh, Todd's got a new CD coming out. We're going to do that the day of the show on the 30th in Toledo at a place called yeah. Ramalama Records. So that should be pretty fun. Lots of stuff going on, man. Lots of good stuff going it's on. beautiful. I appreciate all the work you're doing because I know that's a lot. It's got to be a lot, man, right? Uh, a lot goes into it, no question about it, but it all pays off because the shows are just um, – 
Healing is my favorite that I've seen so far, no doubt about it. And and uh, I love A Wizard of True Star, and it was a great deal. Something about that healing show just uh, it grabs you, no doubt about it. People love it, don't you think, Mel? I have I to, a hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, man. Well, hey, George, thanks for for coming on. We really appreciate hanging with us for so long, and it's um, we're looking forward to meeting you and seeing you at these two shows. Hopefully, you can make a show where you don't have to be in it because you really need to see it. Uh, as a fan, as a visitor, it's uh, amazing. It's a great show. I, I understand, yeah. Thank you. And uh, we're going to see what happens. I, I'm not going to be able to make that record release in Toledo because we'll be rehearsing with Dirk at that time. But gotcha. uh, it, it's it's really an honor and a pleasure to be talking to both of you. I appreciate your work. And the show's great. And it's, um, it's going to be a great – I'm looking forward to actually meeting you both in person. I hope that happens, and thank you for everything. No thank doubt. Sure. We'll be at all the shows. Yeah. Thank you so much, George. You've been a joy. Thanks. All right. Likewise. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Very good. All right. George Hurst, he'll be on the choirs in Toledo and Columbus. Todd Rungren, Todd Plus Healing Albums Live, your last ride, last chance to see these shows, sonsof1984.com. Cruiser Mail, I'm in the mood for a little music. I'm going to play Love is the Answer. This is a bootleg Thanks to our friend Ken Owen from when Todd went to a, I guess it's a bar restaurant, and jumped on stage with this band in Indianapolis. This is good stuff, folks. Check it out. We'll be right back. It's my privilege to work with with Chris Young, who is... Truly a genius because he's figured out my music without actually having any charts.
about that cruiser mail? It's lovely. Great. Ed was making fun of my word saying that, that George was a joy. But that song there, that was a joy to listen to, too. Very good. All right, folks, we'll be back next week, Tuesday night, 8.30 Eastern Time, as always. Not sure what we're going to be doing for a show yet, but you can bank on us having one, as always. And then on the 15th, we have Michelle and Rachel Culp. We may change the time on that show on the 15th based on when the Live from Daryl's is going to be on. That's what we have been told. Um, actually, we haven't been told officially that, but we think that the March 15th is when the Live from Daryl's with Todd at Todd's house will be on. So... There you go. Okay. Cruiser Mouth, see you next Tuesday. You guys have a great week. Peace out. Shine. Everybody, this is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. a.k.a. O.C. Sherry from Costa Mesa, California. I'm a long-time pod fan, and I love listening to Rundgren Radio. Live online talk radio for Todd fans. This is RundgrenRadio.com.